Man, oh, whew, Pastor, you know, sometimes you just, it just happens. You're like, I, I wasn't expecting that. I just, God is just so good. So um, I do want to highlight for a moment, like, just speaking on um, Tamia. When you think about just our young people and the things they have to endure, the things they have to overcome. And some of them do it with a smile on their face. But if you knew behind the curtain what was going on, you would break down. And so I'm encouraged by Tamia's faith, um, being able to watch her grow as a believer. Um, remember sitting in the fireside room um, in the conversations we would have with our young people about uh, just being a believer, being trying to uh, follow after Christ in this generation. And we know, right, the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun, right? Young people are going to have difficulty and challenges, uh, but this is just Nathan talking. I just feel like there's something different in 2020 and these 2000s is something different. <laughs> Um, but I just want to just take this moment just to encourage her uh, to let her know that uh, God is with her and that God is using her. And not to ever give up. And so as we um, get into our word today, today our theme is friendships. Friendships. We're going to be talking about friendships and we know that our young people um, need to be able to know how to select friends. And even for us as adults, friendship. Friends, how many of us have them? Ah, there we go. Ones we can depend on. Ah. Before we go any further, let's be now, I read the rest of that song, I Googled it, right? Pastor, I Googled friends. I didn't know how dark it got. I said, ooh, Lord, this is why we need you, amen? Amen, Houdini. Uh, but when I thought about friends, I'm like, this is very important because our young people choose their friends. Our young people choose their friends. And we know that in this generation, as our young people are growing, um, they have to deal with uh, this selection process, and sometimes it can be conflicting. Especially when you're a believer and you know that God has certain standards and values for you, and you see some of the people that you want to hang out with, that you want to call your friends, are doing things that maybe you shouldn't be doing. So I Googled the definition of friend, and it says that friend, it says that friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that explains why a lot of our friendships are in trouble. A friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people, and that was all it had. So then I was like, okay, Lord, I know you have more than that. Because you created friendship. You created this. 
So for the Greek word, philoi, we have the word friend. But I want to share with y'all how deep it got, how intimate it got. When we think about the Bible's definition of friend, it made me rethink, right? When you think about your friendships or our friendships, it made me rethink them. So one of the things, this is what it says. Someone dearly loved, someone dearly loved, parenthesis, prized in a personal, intimate way. It's not over. A trusted confidant held dear in a close bond of mutual affection. Now, I don't know about you, my parents didn't sit me down and tell me exactly what a friend was. They didn't. They told me what they were. They told me, don't we, let me catch you out with some of them kids doing X, Y, and Z. So they told me what it wasn't, but they actually didn't tell me what an actual friend is. So when I thought about this, I said, wow, what would my life have been like if I knew that a friend is a person that you love, that you hold them as a prized possession. It's an intimate connection. And it goes both ways. Because some of our young people get caught up in friendships that only go one way. Right? It's a lot of take. Especially if you got the, you got the house with all the snacks. Right? You got the cool parents. Let's go to your house. Why we always got to go to my house? Why can't go to your house? Because you got all the snacks. Right? So we think about our young people. And then I went even further. I looked at the, the Hebrew word for friend. Now, I'm not a Hebrew speak. I don't speak Hebrew, right? So but those are, uh, when this goes out, right, because we're recording this, right? So I know when it goes out, somebody out there who speaks Hebrew going to be like, he, he butchered that. So the word is spelled C-H-A-B-E-R. I was like, Chaver, Chaver, right? It's Havred, Havred. You know, when you speak Hebrew, Havred, right? So, Havred. We just gonna roll with that. That's what it is. So, young people, everybody say Havred. Now, if I'm saying it wrong, it's okay. Havred. So, it says this word is derived from the uh, word that means to join together or to connect. It hints that the joining or connecting is done out of choice. This then is the personal, the person who chooses to connect with someone else, right? So we can't choose our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our uncles and aunts, right? Because I know some of us, we like, why I got to be you? I know I had those moments, right? My mom get on my nerves. My dad, he do too much. I can't never, I always got to go to church. I can't stay in church. I'm just being honest. Wake up, we had to be there early, eat breakfast at church. Eat breakfast at church. Then go to service. Eat lunch at church. Lord, Lord, be. After you eat lunch, you got another service. Then after that service, you got to sit there and then people want to just gather and talk. Right? I'm sitting like Lulu right now, like. When is it going to be over? Right? So some of y'all remember that. Church was just too long. It don't take all that. Right? Some of y'all know the comedian Gary Owen. is like 9.30. Church started at 9 o'clock over at 10. 
11 o'clock, we had Denny's. I hop. God is good, isn't he? But our young people, right? So this word, Haver, means to, so it goes into thinking about, uh, makes me think about our young people, they have to choose their friends. They have to choose them. And so they need to understand that a friend is a person that you're going to share a mutual, that you should share a mutual affection for. They should love you or care about you just as much as you care about them. And so when I was going into this, thought about a couple proverbs and some quotes that really spoke to about friendships. Proverbs 18.24. So my young people, get out your crayons. I know y'all brought your crayons today. No? Okay. Get out your phones. Right? Put the, put the Instagram down. But if, you, uh, if you're on Instagram right now, instead of paying attention, tag me. I underscore M impact, tag me like pastor preaching, but I ain't listening. So, Proverbs 18.24. Proverbs 4, you know, because some of us, we do this. We like to actually, we shoot the message in, in church like we paying attention, just to show people I'm at church. You should be too, but I ain't listening. Anyway, all right, Proverbs 18.24. One who has a, un, uh, it says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no revelation, or revelation, I said revelation, y'all pray for sticklers, can I get some tutoring, amen? <laughs> so where there's no <laughs> revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom and instruction, Proverbs 29, 18, what does that have to do with relationship? We're going to get into that. As iron sharpens iron, so one sharpens another, Proverbs 27, 17. Then I saw a quote as I was getting ready, ready to preach, pastor asked me to preach, and I said, what was funny about it is, my wife knows we were, I was talking about um, how I'm built for this, right? God is using me. I'm a vessel, right? God, you know, he put me on this earth to teach, to educate. And then, as soon as I got done on my Instagram talking all that stuff, pastor said, I need you to preach uh, on you Sunday, then I need you to kick off our men's fellowship. And then somebody said, hey, can you do a training? I said, God, I was just playing. You heard that, you heard that, huh? I was fronting. I was acting, you know, you know on social media. You just, God, you know, about that life. The guy said, show me. So I seen this quote on Instagram that said, youth are less likely to take your advice and more likely to follow your example. Now hold on, which water is mine? There's water down here, this is mine, right? Y'all not paying attention? Okay. So, I saw this, it says, youth are less likely to take your advice, but more likely to follow, then, uh, but more likely to follow your example. And so I thought about that, and I thought about, for me, growing up in a Christian household, my parents saying things that I should be doing, right? How I should be reading, how I should be praying, how I should be at church all day, right? But when I thought about it, I thought about, there were some, also some things, Mama, if you're watching this, We'll talk about it later. Forgive me. God said I got to say it, so the Bible says, fear you or God, which was so. Um, there were some things. I got some conflicting messages, right? So my parents, my parents were telling me one thing, but I saw them doing another. So Monday through Saturday, it was going down. But Sunday morning? We were here with it, right? All day. 
So I guess we had to be there so long because of how far we, how much we partied all week. We had to get rid of them sins. God cleanse us. That's why we're going to stay here all Sunday. And so I realized that young people are less likely to take your advice, but they'll look at your example. They look at what you're doing. Right, so you say you love the Lord. They say that you say that God will, uh, pr- He will provide for you. And so then, if you if you're saying that, they're going to expect you to depend on God. So during the week, when you're talking about on Sunday, you say, God, you know, God will make a way. God is always on time. Hallelujah. And then on Saturday, on on, on during the week, you kicking the dog. You clean your room. Got your room all dirty because you mad because you didn't do what you were supposed to do with your finances. You didn't trust the Lord like you said. You said that God would come through and now he's a little delayed and now you don't, you're losing faith and your, your kids are sitting there looking at you. Right? You're like, what? I already cleaned my room. Well, clean it again. How do I know? Because I find myself, oh Lord, Nala, clean your room. Had a long day at work. Sometimes you're looking for something. This, it's not the real issue. So I realized that young people don't just need us to talk about it. They need us to be about it. So when I was sitting there on Instagram talking about how God is going to use me, he says, now show me. Show, show the people. Don't just talk about it. Show them. So our scripture today, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and you will become wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. So when I thought about this message and thinking about our babies, our young people, our city church babies, and youth growing and having to build a relationship and friendships out in the world, I'm not going to lie, I became conflicted. I became worried and concerned because I thought about the mindfulness, um, the courage they would need, the rejection that they would face, right? Any of you ever been rejected before? That hurts. Especially when you're a believer, you're like, God has created me, God loves me, and I just want to share this with the world. And they say, no, I don't want to be your friend. It hurts. So our young people are going to have to be vulnerable, face rejection. I started thinking about the times where Nala would want to build, you know, be friends with somebody at a park or at a social event. And that friend, with that, that, that other kid would stiff arm her. I'm like, no, I don't want to play with you. And I'd take it personal. Like, hold on, you going to play with my baby. Don't be talking to my baby. Right? Don't act like I'm the only parent in here. Somebody stiff arm your kid and say, I'm not playing with you because I don't like your hair. You, you got a problem. Where they parents at? See what they hair look like. Talk about my baby hair. You're not going to don't sit here. Y'all act, don't act too hungry. Y'all didn't think they act too old. And we know what goes down in the schools. Right? So that's, I think that's what really had me conflict. I'm like, Lord, we really we want our young people to walk with the wise, but when I'm thinking about how much our babies are in the world, there's not too much wisdom out there. So we have to choose, we have to, they have to choose their friends wisely. So I thought about how, see, the media, Disney, Nickelodeon, they make friendship look so easy. Right? Just everything, everything just works out. No, it's not like that. You have friends that some, some of them are going to be Judas's. You ever had somebody turn on you? Right? You thought you were friends. You assumed you were friends. 
And then what happened? Some pressure or challenge came in the relationship and they turned on you. See, that's why for me, what God was speaking about this, uh, speaking to me about this message was we need to really focus. It starts at home. It starts inside the household. So I realized that at City Church, pastor has made it very clear, very clear that children's ministry is very important. Top priority, right? Our children should be able to, we want to encourage our young people to be able to um, choose, choose their friends wisely. They need, we want them to be able to choose friends that respect one another, support one another. And you can amen if you agree. Or say, no, that ain't it. Be able to choose the type of friends who exercise good judgment. Amen, y'all. Listen, amen. Uh, choose friends that are nice and do good deeds. Friends that inspire and encourage them. And even choose friends that hold them accountable. Oh, we got some. Okay. Oh, yeah, you need a friend who's going to hold you accountable. Well, I'm not there. I see where y'all living. I heard the heart. I heard your heart there. It's a little bit more conviction in that amen. So when I thought about this, yes, City Church, we want our young people to be able to do this, to be able to choose their friends wisely. But the challenge this morning is for us as the leaders, as the parents, the guardians of our babies to make sure that these things, that these attributes, these qualities, that we encourage our young people to first be those things. So there's always this emphasis of us telling our young people, you need to hang out with kids that are going to take you places, that are going to encourage you, that are going to love you and support you. But is your child loving, supportive, uh, do they encourage, right? We want our young people to rub off on the world. See, too often our young people are being rubbed off on. So we know that the scripture tells us that we are uh, in the world, but not of it. So our young people need to understand that, look, the world is going to want to taint you. It's going to want to destroy you. And it, it may even, but this is the other thing. The world is going to offer fun. It is going to be a good time. But there's consequences for certain things. This is why the scripture, what does it say? Walk with the wise and you will become wise. But a companion of fools will suffer harm. This is a warning. Right? So when I was younger, people like scripture, I couldn't understand why adults get so excited about scripture, right? You hear the, uh, so for the young people right now, you hear the older, all right, our older people say, amen, because why? They've experienced it. They understand when they're not walking with the wise, right? They remember when they were walking with fools, they suffered harm. When I was with my friend that I, I knew I shouldn't have been with because all they want to do is fight, they be looking for opportunity. I wish somebody would say something right now. I'm ready to fight. Some of y'all, some of y'all still ready to fight. Some of y'all, I wish somebody come in here right now. Oh, Jesus. So when I thought about that, I was like, our young people, this is what they have to deal with. Right? They have to understand that we want, we want to encourage them to walk with the wise. Walk with the wise. So that what? They can become more wise. Because we understand that if you surround yourself, right, I'll never forget. My friend told me, he said, I was 17 years old, and he was, he was 18. He said, if you hang out with nine dumb, t- uh, dumb people, you will become the 10th. I was like, that stuck with me. You hang around nine dumb people, 
you're going to be the tip. And so, I, fast forward, I still tell young people that today. Because of what? This world celebrates foolishness, ignorance. Okay, Lord, you want me to go there now? Okay, I'm going to be obedient. So we know, some of you may know, some of you may have likes shared on these videos that are going around. So what is this scripture? The, the proverb says, walk with the wise and you will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Some of you may have seen the video right now that is circling, right? The uh, thousands of videos that are out there of people walking up crates. Some of y'all was like, oh, I think I can do it. I think I can make it. So the milk crates, they stacking up crates, Josh, and kids are walking. You got like Bambi, they up there trying to get across the top. And guess what they get at the end? Nothing. There's, there's no point. It's just be like, I made it. So this video, these videos are circling. Our young people, they back there laughing like, I see some funny ones too. They got up there and was like, oh. Right, but the, the point is, right, so we think about this. The young people are celebrating this, and the consequence is danger. It's hard. Breaking legs, people falling unconscious. Doctor bills. Some of these folks don't even have insurance. Climbing crates. I know how much an inhaler is, a broken bone. Calvin, can I get an inhaler? Inhaler, I know you can hook me up. They have here walking crazy to our young people, but look what, what happens. It's funny. It's exciting. It's like, let's try it. City church, let's get the crates out. Pastor be like, no, sir. No, sir. But this is what's celebrated. So our young people, what we don't want you to get confused is that we don't want you to not have fun. But we just want you to be aware, just like scripture is telling us, that if you surround yourself with fools, with people who are doing crazy and dumb stuff, you're going to suffer harm. I thank God. I was that friend that I was like always like right there in that. Like I was always in the mix, but I was like, I knew my parents, who my parents was. Right? Like as Pastor says, you know who you are and who you are. Like I knew my daddy, like. If I get caught up in this, let me fall off some crates and come home. What happened to you? I fell off some crates. What was you doing on some crates? Not how am I doing, like I'm hurt. What was you doing on crates? So I understood, right, like there's just certain things that we shouldn't tolerate. Like my parents just were, no, that's just ignorance. That's foolish. They didn't use the scripture though. Like scripture, they should have told me, walk with the wise and you will become wise. But walk up crates and you will suffer harm. That's what the Bible says. They didn't break it down like that. So my young people, right? So my rose, I see my rose family over there. I want y'all, don't, I saw you, I know y'all thinking about walking up the crates. I know y'all was. But you like my dad. If my dad knew I was walking up some crates, you know, you know who you are and who you are. So as our young people go out into the world, they need to understand, you, you need to know who you are and whose you are. 
But we understand that you still, because you, because you are wise, you still gonna probably watch from a distance. Don't, don't, yeah, don't act like y'all too holy. To me, I know you gonna watch from a distance. You gonna know what happened. To me, you used to tell me all the tea, all the tea. Yeah, I'm telling you right. I'm putting you on blast. To me, you used to tell me all the tea in uh, children's church. Right? We have our youth Sunday. She telling me this week. Do you know what happened? about the fights, all the stuff. I'm like, well, what was you doing? You were supposed to be spreading the word. She's like, I'm not about to get hit with no fist. I'm talking about Jesus. Ain't somebody swinging. She wise. She wisdom. See, walk with the wise. Before our young people, what I want to do is I want to give you some practical steps. Because one of the things that I realize is that as a believer, and as I'm up here sweating like a turkey, as being you know, in the rotisserie at the grocery store, you know that Bel Air, you know that Bel Air chicken? It's under the light. <laughs> I know you don't eat meat. Sorry, let me go to somebody else. You know the... <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> Practical steps. This is what my parents didn't give me. So when we think about choosing your friends, these are some steps that I want to give you. And we're going to use Jesus. Right? We're going to use our Savior. Because Jesus understood some things. And Jesus had friends. Jesus had friends. Y'all know that, right? Some of y'all are like, what? I didn't know Jesus had friends. So Jesus had friends, and one of the things that, the, the, how the Spirit revealed it to me is that these are some practical steps that will help our young people, will help you be able to choose your friends. All right, so the first thing is, remember I read the scripture um, Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no rev uh, revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds uh, wisdom's instruction. What does this mean? Where there's no uh, vision, the people perish. That was the original text, right? But translated is where there's no vision. I'm sorry, I'm not that hot. Uh, but where there's no vision, right, there's no discipline. So think about this. This is for our young people, right? But I see our adults too, like, amen, I need, I need this. So when you think about building your friendships, selecting your friends, first you need to have vision. What does this friendship look like? I know it is, it's not as deep as you thought it was going to be. What does this friendship look like? See, the problem is a lot of times our young people doesn't, don't know what friendship looks like. So how can we encourage them to go select friends and choose friends if they don't know what a friendship looks like? So the first step is to have vision. So what I want you to do, this is your homework. And so parents, you, you can reinforce this. Begin to encourage your kids to use your imagination. Say, look, if you had to build a perfect, perfect friendship, perfect friendship, what would that look like? What are the qualities of a perfect friendship? So one, you want to have that vision because as you're out on the campus, right, you're thinking about selecting your friends and who you're going to hang out with, you need to be able to see clear as day what is the ideal friend for you. I'm not talking about for your neighbor, I'm not talking about for somebody else, for you. What is, the, what is God placing on your heart? So you have to have vision, right? Because if you don't have the vision, you're gonna lack discipline. You're not gonna be able to set standards for your relationship, for your friendship, because you don't have the vision. The, the second thing, second thing you need to do is to, I want you to begin to think about this as like a mission. 
right? So you think about a friend, and this is one of the things that I wrote down, right, for my perfect friend. So you create the vision, then you need to know the mission of your friends. What's the purpose of them being around? What's the purpose of them being around? So I put, this is, this is Nate, I'm just, I'll put this together. My perfect friend will encourage and support my dreams and ambitions. My perfect friend will never judge to condemn me, but judge to better me, right? Because we don't never want our friends to judge us. Don't judge me, right? First get the plank out your whole eye, then you come. No, the Bible says to judge, right? Because by their fruit, you will what? Recognize them. You will be able to know a good friend by judging to assess. We don't judge to condemn. We look at a person and say, okay, I see where you're with the error, right? And we pray for you. We love on you, right? We don't leave you there. We don't condemn you. Because once we were right there in that dark place, in that ignorance, right? So we need to have one. So two is we define that. What does this friend look like? Be specific. So I'm saying that my perfect friend will never judge to condemn me, but judge to better me. My perfect friend will be committed to the growth and safety of our relationship, whether it's long-term or temporary. I'm here also to serve my perfect friend. This is me, right? Then number three, so now you have the vision, then you have the mission, right, of your friends. Now number three is you establish core values or interests for your friendships. This is very important. Because earlier, as I stated, too often we want our young people to be able to look for folks who are committed, who are encouraged, who inspire, who, are, um, who do good deeds, but it starts with us. Let's think about this for a moment. As the believer, we should be going into the world with these qualities. The world should be able to recognize that there's something different about you. So as Ezra's beating on these drums for the Lord, Right, we understand there's something different about that young man. And so he's going to use that gift, right? So people are like, Ezra, you can play the drums, you're so good. Yeah, God gave me this gift. <laughs> right? And it attracts the, our gifts, our talents. God has put something in you, young people, that is going to attract the world to you. But I want you to realize that it's not for your pleasure. Because well, I'm, I'm talking to me. Because I understand God has gifted me, has blessed me, and sometimes I can get the game twisted and think it's about me. Right? Look at all these people supporting me. Well, God's like, actually, I sent them your way because it's about me. So as you as a believer, look at all these friends I got. Look at all these likes I have. It should be for God's glory. What am I doing? How am I behaving that I am actually encouraging others to look up because it's not about me. So again, as I'm beating on these drums and people, Ezra, you're so good. Look at you. You go. And you cute. And you handsome. Hey. Right? You remember God made me this way. And so I give credit and honor and glory to God. If it's singing, your gift is singing. Young ladies, your gift is singing. Young men, if your gift is singing, you got the word, you can sing, you be blowing, sing this song for me. Remember, your gift is to glorify God. See, I, what I want us to remember is that this starts in the household. So Nala, before you leave, come here. Uh-huh, got up in the middle of my sermon. Real, real quick, real quick, what, what's the first thing you have to do when you get up? Thank God for waking me up. 
Say it a little louder. Thank God for waking me up. Then what do you do? Clean my room. And then what do you do? Brush my teeth. Uh-huh. And then what? You supposed to read something? Read my devotion. Read my devotion. Amen. Amen. So, 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 so I say, why, why, why do I share that? I share that because I understand that it starts in the household. I understand that in order for me to say, Jesus will, he can, he can do these things, she needs to see mommy and daddy. So Erica and I, we start off our day with our devotion, with our prayer. And y'all know my wife can pray. Right? So the babies, Natalie and Nala, they see her. Is she okay? Because she in here, right, praising the Lord and thanking God because what? Our kids will take our advice, but we can actually report them back. Remember when I was shouting and jumping around in the house and you were like, what's wrong? And I was crying, but you were like, oh, what's wrong? It's okay. You thought I was sad? No, I was praising God because he's so good. So they need to be able to see that. So what? As they go into the world, they have a real model. All of us here are not just role models. We're real models. Our young people need to see us behaving in a way that glorifies God. And guess what? If you're a new believer, it's all good. Because as you're growing, you can say, baby, look, I'm growing just like you. So you display the patience to your child just as God's displaying it to you. God don't need you to have all the answers. See, our young people, God doesn't need you to have all the answers. He wants you just to come to him because he's going to give you the answers. He's going to tell you what to do. So understand this. So step one, have your vision. Step two, have your mission for your friends. Number three, you need to make sure that you have your core values. Jesus understood his vision. He knew where he was going. So then he was able to pick his friends based on his vision, right? And he had a set of core standards and values that he, that he held all the time. So his friends knew, I can't do this in front of Jesus. I can't do this in front of Jesus, right? And so young people, and I understand because some of y'all are like, well, also Jesus hang with, he was hanging with the sinners, so I'm trying to party with the sinners too. He was also God. All right, so there's some things that you can't that you can't handle that he could. So that's why we lean on him. Because there, unfortunately, sometimes when we try to go play with the world and hang out and again flirt with that line, we fall. Because we get our flesh wants it. That's why the Bible makes it very clear, and I'm done, young people says, walk in the spirit, and you will not gratify the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the flesh. So my young people, as we think about choosing our friends in 2021, may we have a vision. We ask God, God, what is the vision that you have for me in my life? So that I can select my friends accordingly. And then give me my core values. Look at Jesus' life. Look at how Jesus lived his life. And understand that your friends are gonna fail you sometimes. They're not gonna be perfect. Remember when Jesus was in the garden? And he told them to watch out. DeAndre said, y'all just stay here. Pray. Stay up a little bit. And he went out and he came back and what happened? They were asleep. Can't y'all just stay up? He was talking to his friends. How you, so your friends are going to fail you sometimes. They're not going to always hit, hit the mark. But guess what? Jesus forgave them. So you be gracious to your friends as well. God bless you all.